You're listening to the Victory Church Podcast. Here at Victory, we are called to equip a caring, committed community of worshipers to reach their world for Jesus. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Hey, I'm happy you've joined us today uh, for this special service. Um, it's a different format than what you're used to, but I think it's going to be really awesome. It's a good wrap-up to our series on Teach Us to Pray. And this has been a great journey that we've had together as a church congregation. Um, and this week, we're going to wrap up with a, a, a special format called um, Point, Pray, and Play. And I've got a, a guest here with me, Pastor Michael Faulkner. <laughs> I'm glad you could join me. Um, you're going to be helping me pray into this, and, and all of us that are together um, for this service, we want to invite you to, to engage with what God wants to say to you um, and pray with us, and then the band will come up and play a song, so that's kind of a response. So that's where we get the point, pray, play format, and I think it's going to be a, a neat journey, and um, thank you for being with us. We'll be back right after this. So I want to talk about the do's and don'ts of prayer. And this, this uh, section of prayer, this section of scripture where we find uh, the Lord's Prayer is in Matthew chapter 6. But I want to set the context for it because this is what Jesus does. In Matthew 6 verse 5, it says this, When you pray, don't be like hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to the Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. And when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. And so, Right here, before he even jumps into what we now know as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus is really giving them some do's and don'ts. This is the, this is the Sermon on the Mount, and it's so rich with, uh, with instruction from Jesus. But on the subject of prayer, he starts by saying, here's some do's and don'ts. So, so when you pray, Jesus says, don't. I love this. Don't be pretentious. Don't be a faker. Don't be hypocritical. Don't project a spiritual life that you don't have. 
That's pretty, that's pretty good. So in, in Jesus' time, there were these Pharisees, as we, as we know, these religious leaders who didn't really have an authentic relationship with God. They just, they were, they were religious on the outside. Right. And Jesus calls them out on that. Right. And, uh, and so this is a good thing. Don't, don't do that. They would pray to show attention, draw attention to how, how pious they were. Jesus says prayer is not about that. What do we do? What we do is we take advantage of the Father's desire for us to have a real personal relationship with Him through His Son. And, um, and as children of God, then we are free from performance and free from agendas. And we also are supposed to desire the reward. And so He says, when you pray, if you're praying just for self-seeking, he says you've already gotten the reward that you, that you uh, will get. You'll receive it just from, from people. But there, it is rewarding to, to receive that if you're in for, just, uh, uh, for people to say how awesome you are, how spiritual you are. But that's all the reward you get. But there is a greater reward that I think Jesus is referring to. And that is the reward of, of relationship and intimacy with the Father. This is an eternal reward, and it's not temporary. It's not based on popularity. It comes from knowing the Father who loves us. And so um, we're not supposed to pray um, for show. We're supposed to pray in a way that finds the greatest reward being intimacy with God. And then Jesus goes on, and he gives another don't in prayer. And he says, don't use vain repetition, thinking that if you just keep praying the same thing over and over again, that God's going to hear you, um, or trying to figure out how to appease God. And then, he, and then he says this, he says, that's praying like the Gentiles. And that's an interesting kind of way of putting it. We might not have a framework for that in our modern world, but what he was saying, when they would say Gentiles, they meant people that were outside the covenant with God. God right. And so if you were praying like a Gentile, you'd be praying like someone who isn't in relationship with God. You're just trying to do whatever you can to, to get through. And, and Jesus is saying that's not the way that you're, you're to pray. You're to pray as a person who, through relationship with me and faith in me, is, is able to know the Father and to be in a covenant relationship with him. That's just a beautiful thing, to be able to, to know that that's the, that's the way in which we approach God. And so, how do we pray? We pray knowing that we have a relationship with God and that God the Father is truly aware of everything that we need. Um, and so, why, why then would Jesus, if, if the Father knows what we need before we pray, it's interesting, before he teaches his Lord prayer, he says the Father knows what you need, so simply pray. So if, if, if the Father knows what we need, why do we even do that? Um, that's been a good question. A lot of times I think we thought of prayer as a need thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's easy to do that, right? I have a need and I, I oh, I got I to gotta pray about it. Or, or man, I, I, we push the panic button and that's prayer. And that's kind of the way we frame prayer sometimes is, is I will... I, need, I have a need, and so I'm going to pray. But once again, Jesus is framing prayer as, okay, the Father knows what you need, and so pray. If that's the case, and it seems to me that the purpose of prayer is much bigger than that, and I think it's clearly this. The purpose of prayer is to enjoy relationship with the Father. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, um, before the band comes, I would love us to pray into this, because... Let's do that. Let's even pray that the Lord will help us think of prayer 
as, as this invitation to relationship with him and, and greater intimacy with him. And Absolutely. That as people who believe in Jesus, um, that when we pray, we know that he knows what we need and that we don't have to just come to him with needs, but we can come to him to worship him and enjoy his presence. Can you, can you uh, lead us in that prayer? And then the band's going to come and, and, and sing this song, Here For You, We're Here For You. We're here for you, not just to have our needs met, but we're here for you to meet with you. Would you help us prepare our hearts to, to engage with God that way? Absolutely. What Thank a privilege you. it is to be able to come before the throne of grace, his throne of grace, his yeah. throne of forgiveness, because he desires us to. So yeah. pray with me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that your love and the fellowship that we enjoy with you is not because we deserve it, yeah. not because we've earned it, not because we've yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Father, we thank you that thank you, we can come before your throne of grace because you have asked us to. Yeah. And we come before your throne of grace, O oh God, in the fellowship that you have created mm. for us and in us. Lord, we thank you that our fellowship right now is because you desire it. And Father, we pray in a special way, if you're listening right now or watching right now, I mm. want you to understand that God has established this time right now yeah. here for you. Yeah. You yeah. are the centerpiece of his plan right now and he wants you to understand yeah. your conversation with him mm. is based on what he has done mm. in Jesus, mm -hmm. through Jesus, and now in you. Thank Father, you. we thank, thank you that you. we can pray and we ask it all because of Jesus and in his wonderful name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let our praise be a welcome. Let our songs be a sign we are here for you. We are here for you. Let your breath come from heaven. Fill our hearts with your life we are here for you we are here for you to you our hearts are open nothing here is hidden you are one desire you alone are hope are worthy, God, let your fire fall down. Let our shout be your anthem, your renown, fill the sky, we are here for you, we are here for you. Your word moving power, let what's dead. 
the Lord's Prayer? I did. I did. My mother taught us this was one of the early things that I, the scriptures that I memorized early on. And yeah. it was it was something that we, my brother and I practiced. We memorized it. Uh, we said it along with the, the Lord's, the I mean, the 23rd Psalm. Right. But it, even though it was memorized, it gave a pattern. Yeah. I didn't really fully understand it. Right. And now, to be honest with you, it's still being explained. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I, as I pray into it now, yeah. the intimacy with God. So. I, I love the fact that you said we got to pray that. And that's something that really stuck out to me as I began to, as I began to appreciate more and more over the years this, this language that Jesus has given us. And this is, this is a prayer we get to pray, not just me. Right. And so it says, Our Father. I, I think this is really cool for us to recognize, first of all. This is such a special prayer that it's a prayer that we as God's people get to pray. Our Father. And, and what are the implications? If we say Our Father, that means that you and I, brother, are family. Right. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So, so there is that unity that we already are expressing, that we have with each other. We're family, but then also we share the same Father. Absolutely. Th that is, is 
amazing. And, uh, and so there's a lot of implications of that. Not only if we say our father, that means not only do we, we realize that we, we are not orphans, um, mm. we're, we're family, um, we are loved, we have an identity. Um, there's so many things when just in that little short phrase, our father, wow. that I think can sink into our hearts. Um, and I just love that. So that's one thing that, I, that I, I wanted to point out as we meditate and live in that. And the other thing is, is just that we do get to live in this prayer. It's not something we pray and, okay, good, I got that down or I memorized it. But I get to live in it and breathe in it um, and pray it, pray it rote, or even just take that as a pattern of, prayer, of, of forming a prayer life that enjoys God's presence and aligns to his will. And I think that that's really cool. And, and Jesus gave us that pattern. Yeah, sure. So, so, so when Jesus was saying our, it's, it's, it's not just, it was, it was him included. So it was like, whoa, when you think about the theological right. implications of yeah. Jesus and God the Father being one right. and him saying, okay, this is the pattern, your earthly pattern of prayer. Yeah, right. You get to press in. To God. I, I don't know you. You've been involved in prayer for a long time. I have too in prayer ministry. You in New York City and myself in, in Nashville and just helping people experience God and, and bringing people together across the city to pray. Um, and I think it's such an awesome experience when people learn how to just authentically come into God's presence mm. and, uh, and experience relationship with Him. And that's a wonderful thing. But I'll bet you've talked to a lot of people, I know I have, where they're like, I don't really know how to pray or what to pray. Mm. And, and so please, once again, l dig into Matthew 6, um, the Lord's Prayer, because this will help you once again rediscover the joy of, of fellowship and relationship with God. So our Father who art in heaven, may your name be holy. Now this section also hits me because this, is a, this feels like a worship response. And then the other thing, one last thing before we go to this next song, because we want God to move to be magnified, but to also to move in our lives. And this has to do with this next section. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's so many aspects of the kingdom that you find in scripture. But one, one that I, I found uh, recently that really just really excited me was thinking about the kingdom expressed in us. Because the kingdom is, first of all, uh, it comes through the kingdom, of, it comes expressed through Jesus but it's also supposed to be expressed in and through his people. Wherever God's rule is, that's, or his authority is expressed, that's where the kingdom's coming, right? right. And, so, uh, and then there's this future aspect of the kingdom, which is, which is uh, when Jesus returns and, and makes all things new. And so the, the kingdom is here and not yet. But I'm really interested in the kingdom being here, and that's what Jesus teaches us to pray. May your kingdom come, may your will be done, may your... May your will and your presence, your authority be expressed in us. And uh, I heard a great uh, a theologian that I uh, um, heard talking about this whole thing of, of heaven and earth meeting. That was what God's intention was all along, is that, is that heaven and earth be together. Um, in the Old Testament, everybody knew that the place where God where heaven and earth met was the tabernacle, where right. the glory of God was, you know? And they would, they would be seen as, a, as the fire at night or the cloud by day, and that was the tent of meeting where Moses would meet with God. And so the people of God, Israel, they were known as the people of God's presence. 
Well, then, then God shows up. That, that, so that inner Israel, especially the Holy of Holies, the tabernacle, was the place where heaven and earth intersected. In now when Jesus came, the incarnation, heaven and earth were intersected in the, in the God-man Jesus, which is really cool. Jesus was crucified, dead, buried, rose again to glory, but then he says, I'm not going to leave you orphans, I'm going to come to you. And he returns in the power of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit at Pentecost, and indwells his people. And guess what? Guess where the presence is now? In, in us. us. I mean, and so you and I, the church, is the intersection of heaven and earth. So when we say, let your kingdom come, we're saying, let us, as your people, be an intersection, the intersection of heaven and earth right now on earth so the people can experience your presence now. Wow. Let me pray that. Pray that. Amen. If you're listening right yeah. now, you're, you're watching, I, 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 we want you to, to participate. Yeah. This is not a spectator sport. This is for right. you right now right right now stop what you're doing and pray with yeah. us yeah yeah our father yeah we are honored yeah. by your name mm. and we want name. to glorify your name yes lord and god we know we come. cannot do it by ourselves we cannot do it without yeah. you so we pray, oh God, that your kingdom would come, yeah. that your will would be done mm -hmm. on earth, in us, yes. and through us yeah. for your glory. Yeah. God, we pray it. We pray it. Right now, you're listening. I believe that there are some people listening who do not feel worthy. This prayer is especially for you. Yeah. This prayer is especially for you because as the kingdom comes, as the will be done, God's will mm -hmm. is that you understand the intersection of heaven and earth, that you understand all that he has done for us, yeah. in us, and through us. Yeah. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we praise you. And we receive that yeah. because your name is glorified. Yeah. 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 Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Come Amen. and move. Come and move. Amen. In and through us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. We are
Matthew chapter 6, verse, verses 11 and 12 says this, Give us today the food we need. This is that next portion of the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Um, I want to talk about what we really need. Um, this, this section of the prayer, the Lord's Prayer, um, focuses on definitely the need for daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And I really think there is a place for asking God for what we need physically, but it really comes after we have, first of all, acknowledged Him as Father and responded to His love and, and asked for his, his kingdom to come and His will to be done in our lives. There's all of that I really think is so appropriately precedes us asking for what we need. Mm -hmm. But asking for what we need is so important because Jesus knows. He said, the Father knows what you need before you ask. And he even set that up before we even taught them the prayer. And so he does know what we need and he invites us to come, whatever your needs may be physically. A lot of times we're aware of our physical need. Um, it's so easy, right? I mean, I, I like to eat. I just got back from uh, doing a, a camp, a, a summer camp, which I love to do. And I love it because the atmosphere is great. But the other thing is that they feed me on a regular <laughs> basis. Like, nobody has to tell me it's time to eat, you know. I know when I need to eat, you know. And um, so we're all aware of, a lot of times, our physical needs, whether it's for actual bread or food or whether, you know, we need finances or we need a new job. I want you to know something. The Father knows that you need that, too. Simply ask Him. You know, he, he knows, and so he invites us to come, and he loves you, and I believe you can ask him. So whatever your need is, as you pray this part of the prayer, uh, give us this day our daily bread, ask him, and, and believe that he will provide your need physically. But the other thing that I love about bread, this whole idea, is that Jesus said something about bread. He said, I am the bread of life. You remember that mm -hmm. passage? Mm -hmm. I am the bread of life. So, so what we receive when we when we feast on him, so to speak, when we put our faith and trust in him is we really receive the real thing that we need. And that is the bread of life, eternal life. Um, 
when we pray this and when you pray this, I hope that you will recognize that your greatest need and my greatest need, all of ours, is that we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus and to give him your life and receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus, do that today. We're going to give you a moment, an opportunity to pray that in just a, a minute. Um, but I, I want to um, underscore that this is what Jesus um, has come to do, is to give us eternal life Amen. and to be the bread of life for us. Amen. And so, um, and then uh, as we pray, there could be a number of things that we, that we pray for, but I definitely want to give the folks an opportunity to pray and receive Jesus. But then would you also lead us to pray for any physical needs or, or uh, needs that may, be, that may be in their lives that we yeah. believe that God knows and can meet? Absolutely. Yeah. When you pray, as we pray, yeah. we pray by faith and we glorify God. We, it's, it's, it's not God seeing our faith and he rewards our faith. God glorifies himself. So even if you have a little bit of faith, Jesus said the size of a mustard seed, you can ask whatever it is you, for what you need and God will hear you, knowing we're going to him on behalf of the needs we have on earth. Let's pray. Yeah. Father, we thank you that although we don't deserve it, we can't earn it. Yeah. You give it. You give it freely and richly. And right now, Father, we want to pray for those who, right now who are sick and infirmed right now, right there where they are. Father, they're expressing right now their desire for healing, yeah. their desire for, uh, for relational rebuilding, their desire for their children, their desire, oh, yeah. Father, for stability, for finances, Whatever their needs are, you know them mm. as you voice them. God is listening. Yeah. He is hearing you right now. He is listening to you pray. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're praying and you're saying, I'm not sure if I'm a Christian. I'm not sure if I'm a child of God. We want you to know yeah. that Jesus said, whosoever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul said, whosoever call on the name of the Lord yep. shall be saved. Yep. So if you call on the name of the Lord right now yeah. and say, dear God, I am a sinner in need of a savior. Yeah. And I believe that you sent Jesus to be that savior for me. I believe he died and paid the penalty for my sin. Yeah. And I ask you to come into my life now. Redeem me. Save me, yeah. deliver me, yeah. heal me mm. for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I may live a godly life. Yeah. I thank you for that. Mm. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
that guides my heart. And Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God. Victory Church. My name is Vanessa Pottiger and I'm the creative director here at Victory. I just want to give a special welcome to our first time guests. I want to let you know that God loves you and he has an awesome plan for your life. You are not here by accident. If you would like to connect with us, you can go to getvictory.net slash connect 
or text CONNECT to 610-894-6378. There you can just give us some information so we can keep you connected to opportunities for spiritual growth. And if you've been with the church for a while, you can just let us know if you have any updated information. I also wanna let you know about our growth track. Again, this is for new people here at Victory Church, and it's just a great way to learn about who we are as a community and how you can fit in through your unique talents and giftings. So our growth track starts on September 7th, and it meets Mondays at 7 p.m. You can sign up for this growth track at getvictory.net slash growth. Hi, Victory. Thank you so much for your generosity. Your generosity over the past few months has truly been amazing. We have all been amazed at your giving and how Victory Church has been blessed. And we have been able to be a blessing to the community around us. And we thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to the cause of Christ. If you'd like to give today, right now, continuing that, you may go to the link on your screen or text to the number on your screen or you can go to getvictory.net slash give getvictory.net slash give and give your secured offering there thank you so much i also want to thank you for the big day of service your prayers and volunteering even despite all of the obstacles we had an amazing day. God poured out his spirit in some wonderful, wonderful ways. We packed boxes. We blessed children with back-to-school backpacks. They were just so amazing and, and, and were able to help people who don't come to this church, who don't even know Jesus yet. We were able to pour out God's love to them because of you through our big day of service. We'll have a wrap-up video for you next week so you can see that. But we are so very grateful for all that has happened and for all who have experienced God's love because of you. Thank you, Victory Church. Can we pray? Thank you, God, for this offering. Thank you for your generous, cheerful, hilarious givers. Father, continue to bless them continue to sow into them that they may continue to pour out, oh God, into this community through this local church. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're on this last section of the Lord's Prayer, and I'm so grateful that you could be on this journey with us um, on this point, pray, and play service. This has been really cool, and I'm glad that you've been with me for this, for this time that you're with us. Um, so this last section um, is on verse 13 of Matthew 6, and it says this, don't lead us to temp into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Um, I memorized it, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, this is a New Living Translation, don't, lead us, don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And I'll give you one more uh, translation or paraphrase that I really like. It's from the message. It simply says this, save us from ourselves and from the devil. And that's a good way to I put it, right? That. Just simplify that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that sometimes we, we try to get ourselves off, off the hook. Wait, before I go here, can I get back up for a minute? Because I do feel like we missed one thing that now that we gave folks an opportunity to pray and commit their lives to Jesus, that's the most important relationship that needs to be restored is that we, we, mm. we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus, um, and we then enter into this wonderful relationship 
um, and enjoy the, this relationship with the Heavenly Father and the indwelling Spirit of God. So now we're enjoying that, but, but it's possible for believers to have relationship with God, but not really have good relationships with, with others. Yeah. And so this prayer of forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have mm. trespassed against us or forgive us of our sins, I think that that should be also a normal rhythm for the life of a believer, talking about rhythm again, right? I, I think, um, R.T. Kendall put it this way, he said the, the, the mark, a mark of maturity for a believer is, is the distance, the time it takes for you to say, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think that's really, really true. Um, and so here's a couple, of fra- a couple of words I think should be in our hearts, and as we pray and live in this prayer, we're going to see restored relationships, and that is be quick to say, I'm sorry, mm. and be quick to say, I forgive you. Wow. Right? Amen. And make that a prayer, a part of your prayer. But moving into this last section, which is save us from ourselves and from the devil, um, we're capable of messing things up without the devil really being involved, right? <laughs> now, I think our fallenness and our sin, the temptation for us to, to, to fall into sin and to be tempted and for us to just make choices by exercising our own will to do things that are not according to God is really is pretty strong. We, we're able to do that. But when we begin to pray, Lord, let me not be led into temptation. Rescue me from my own selfish mm. desires. That kind of once again is us aligning ourselves to what God wants and then trusting him that he can deliver us, that we're able to be freed from temptation. Mm. You know, there's wonderful promises in scripture about that, that he makes a way for us to escape temptation. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Now that speaks to, once again, more of our ability to overcome the enemy by God's strength. And so there's another passage of scripture. You know, you know that one, you've heard this one, for this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy the works of the wicked mm-hmm. one. And These are all promises that I think underscore what this prayer point, these prayer point is. And that is God save us from ourselves, from our own selfish desires, our own self, uh, self-centeredness and our propensity to, to fall into temptation. And then also rescue us and deliver us from the evil one. We really do have an enemy, but, uh, but we, we can have authority and victory over him, right? Amen. And, and so I want us to pray that as we, as we close out and declare our freedom. So whatever you're facing, as we pray this, um, whatever you may be facing, it could be just surrendering your own heart. Maybe it is a temptation. I want you to trust God and give that to him and believe that he can deliver you from that. And then maybe you're in a spiritual warfare and you really know the enemy's uh, fighting hard against you. May God give you discernment to be able to pray and, and stand firm against the enemy and rebuke him and uh and believe that god can can set you free you can walk in the freedom that jesus has called you to uh, can you pray that for us as we go into this, I, this last I, song i will and and you know as as you go you can also go to getvictory.net uh, slash pray right. prayer and we will pray we constantly get prayer requests and we pray for you we are yeah. a praying church yeah but it is important that you become a praying person And that's what we're here for. Amen. God, thank you. And we ask you, Lord, to deliver us from the evil one. And do not allow us to be led away into temptation. And Father, we pray specifically, help us to heal and help us to say, I'm sorry, and to forgive others, Father, because we know Mm -hmm. as we forgive others, we will walk in your forgiveness. We thank you for the blood of Jesus 
that makes it possible for all of that to happen. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Church podcast. If this message inspired you, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and social media. And make sure to subscribe to hear future messages from Victory Church. If you'd like to support the mission of Victory, please visit getvictory.net/give. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.